Welcome to my world, which is the craziness that lives inside my head. So, on this episode, I would like to talk about my book. My book, Nemesis Horizon Project, and subtitle, Reptilian Logs. I uh, got the idea... Well, the idea been in my head since since the '90s. I finished writing the book in 2017, but the idea was in my in my head since the '90s. And I decided that the main character, Seth Raptinian, is going to be one of my alter egos. So the first two chapters of the book is basically of my transformation through the '70s until I got uh, sober, clean, and dry. And the thing that I want to talk about, one little chapter in that book was about, is called the abduction. There was an abduction back in 19, I guess it's 1977. It's December 1977. I want to talk about that, because that's in the book. And in that, in that abduction, it happened, where was I living? I was living in state, on State Street in Brooklyn, New York. 1977, December, um, I had a studio apartment. I was fooling around. I hate to say a lover or dating, but basically, he was a, he was my best friend. Morris was my best friend. And yes, yes, we were fooling around sexually. He had, uh, he had a fiancé that he was supposed to marry. And plus, he was fooling around with another woman, his girlfriend. Well... A side, uh, side, what do you call that? Uh, side chick. He had a side chick. Plus, he had me and a fiance. So he came to my my. Uh, he called me up just one night. It was about a week or two weeks before Christmas, and he wanted me to. Um, he said he was going to rent a car, and we were going to. We have to drive to uh, Monticello, New York. To pick up his side chick. He said that um, she went up there. Her mother lives up there. And she went up there. She took her two sons. And she wanted she wanted to come home. She lived in the Bronx. And he lived in the Bronx. And she wanted to come home. And he didn't have a driver's license. And at the time, I didn't have a car. And he didn't have a car at the time. So he said he was going to rent one. So we went. We rent a car. And I was apprehensive of not going you know, because there was a pending snowstorm. And he goes, oh, don't worry. We'll make it up there uh, to Monticello and back before the snowstorm. And Monticello, basically, you could say is an hour drive from New York City. Especially from the Bronx, since that's where we was going. So we got the, uh, the car and we were on the FDR drive, driving to the Major Deacon in order to get up to... Um, Route you know, Route eighty four to take up to Monticello, and of course you know what happened. It started to snow. It was that 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 that, that small snow, you know, the light snow. And as we driving, the closer we, the more we got further from New York. I'm talking about the city. By the time we got just out of the Bronx, then we had the big flakes. And then by the time we got out of the what they call the metropolitan area, I mean it's like out of the White Plains, 
uh, I forgot the next city, Nyack, up through there, and it was a full-fledged snowstorm. So I'm screaming at, uh, at Mars, and I'm saying, you know, we should turn back. I said, you know, it's going to get worse, and then we're going to get stuck in Monticello. We won't be, won't be able to get back home. He said, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just go. Just, just, just keep going. So you know what happened. I'm driving. And I skidded 360 uh, degrees. And luckily, it was nobody on, on, on the highway but just us. And then I really was freaking. I said, no, Morris, we got to go back. It's, this, is, this, is, this is not good. We gotta, and he said, he said, no, no, just go. He said, he said, just be careful and don't panic. He kept saying, don't panic. If we, if we skid off, just don't panic. So anyway, we're driving again. And... You know what happened? It got worse and worse, and they had a, a snowdrift. Because I'm quite sure it snowed up there um, before before the snowstorm. It, I'm quite sure up that way, Poughkeepsie up up through there had snow anyway before that. So I skidded again into a snowdrift, and when I skidded into the snowdrift, the car shut down. It just shut off. I couldn't. I tried to. I tried to start it up. Looked like the battery went dead. You know how that that sound the battery make. So I'm going crazy. I'm screaming at Morris. You see. You see what happened. I told you we shouldn't come. And he's screaming back at me. Just shut the fuck up. Just, 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 just shut the fuck up. And I and I'm saying, well, how are we gonna get stuck here? We really gonna be stuck here. There's nobody on the highway to help us. And he's screaming back and just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. And we both shut up. And we both got quiet. And calm down. And then he said, let's start it up again. And I said, it ain't going to start because the battery's dead. He said, just start it up again. Just do it. So anyway, I turned the key and the car started up. It was shocking to me. And then I said to him, how are we going to get out? We're stuck. He said, just take your time getting out. He said, we don't get out. I'll try to, try to help you, push you out. I said, I don't think that's going to work. So anyway, I, like he said, I slowly backed out of the, um, what you call it, the, the snowdrift, and we got out. We got out the snowdrift, and then he said, let's keep, let's go. And we kept on driving, and we both was very quiet now. It was still snowing, not as bad as it was. It kind of died down with the snow. And I'm driving in the snow up to Monticello, and then... I happened to look at the clock. Now, mind you, this all happened had to be around, I swear to you, it had to be around 7 o'clock. And I know he told his girlfriend we was going to be there around, well, I know he told his girlfriend we was going to be there around between 7 and 8. Well, anyway, it was like 10 o'clock. And I looked at the clock. And I said to him, I said, you know, did you see, did you see the time it is? And he said, yeah, don't worry about it. And I said, don't worry about it. We weren't stuck no more than a couple of minutes. I said, where did all that time go? He goes, oh, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Keep going. And then he says to me, very calmly, he goes, don't say anything to her and her kids. So we get to the house. We picked up uh, his girlfriend and her two sons. And... Nothing much happened. We drove back home. Of course, she was fussing um, with us because we were like 
two hours late. She said, you're two hours late. Where were you been? And all this nonsense. Anyway, so took her home. Um, took him home, brought the car back. And during that same month, he was helping me um, the end of that month. That was 1977. I was moving from um, downtown Brooklyn, State Street, to 10th Street and Park Slope. Mind you, that was 1978 when I moved to Park Slope on um, 10th Street. I had a seven-room apartment on the top floor paying $200 a month. What year is this? 2020? I doubt you can get that today. But anyway, so I moved. He helped me move. We were very quiet. I haven't heard much from him. We haven't been keeping in touch. Um, it wasn't strange. I mean, he was a whore. I'm quite sure. Like I said, he he, he had his fiance. He had his girlfriend. And later on, I found he had another girlfriend in Long Island. So, I mean, we haven't kept in touch, so it was no big thing. But I will say this, the nightmares began. I started to have nightmares. And I never thought about having nightmares about um, the abduction. The nightmare I had um, was living in a seven-room apartment on the top floor and in the back in the kitchen we had a, a what you call it a, the fire escape the fire escape was in the back of the house and mine was in in the kitchen and i've always had these dreams this nightmare that somebody's trying to break into my house on the fire escape that was one dream and then i start having this occurring dream and the dream has to deal with um Going into, how can I put it? I'm trying to trying to remember the dream. I haven't had this dream in so long. But I put it in the book. And I really, I, I put it in the book. I thought it would be a good thing to put in the book. An interesting part of my life to put in the book. In the dream, I dreamt that Mars and I was, you know, how you just, how a dream start. We started off in, look like a booth. Uh, you know, one of those Hexaglass booth is uh, one way, see one way. Uh, we was in that booth and we was looking out towards that look at look like a swimming pool. And it, it, it uh, I mean, in the dream, that's how it was. That's how the dream starts. We're looking at, we're looking through the window. You could tell that it was one of those one way mirrors uh, window. We could see out. I guess the people on the other side couldn't see in. And it would look like it was, we was looking at a swimming pool. And then all of a sudden Mars turned to me, let's get out of here. So I just, I just, there was a door there. We took off at the door. And then we was, I, I, obviously when we came out the door, we was right by the swimming pool. So then we didn't know where, where to go. You know, we were looking at each other. All we knew, all I knew, we knew in the dream, we had to get out of there. In the swimming pool, there were these bodies. We looked down the swimming pool. This pool was full of bodies. We don't know what kind of bodies. All we know, there were bodies. We just know, were they human or whatever? All we know, there were bodies in this in this swimming pool. And we had to get out of there. And we both were saying, we got to get out of here. We kept saying to each other, we got to get out of here. And at the end of, uh, at the, end of the, the pool, 
It was a long pool. I'll say maybe a block long. That's how big the pool was. At the end of that, we saw a door. We got to get out of here. We got it. So we ran to the door. This is funny. You know, it had to be a dream because I can't run. Fat as I was. We went to the door. We ran to the door. And I have, we both happened to look back and we saw, all I knew is in the dream, they had no faces, but they were coming after us and they weren't human. All I know, there was, I couldn't see the face. They were coming after us and we had to get out of there. Morris opened up the door, door opened up and we was in a blizzard. We ran into the blizzard. And after we ran into the blizzard, I woke up. It took me a while. I had that dream, my Lord, at least it was, it was in the beginning. I had it like two or three times a week for a good three or four months. And it was, it was, it was scary. I had that dream on top of the dream that somebody's trying to break into my house. Those are the two dreams I had. Then I did something stupid. I did a crazy thing. Don't ask me why. I had this strange idea in my head. This mind you now, I got these two dreams going on, these two nightmares, and I had and and I had this strange idea in my mind to take the hood off my record player. I had a record player. I don't know if any of you, if anybody listening to this is young, you don't know. We used to have record players back then, and used to have the cover of the record player to keep the dust out. Well, in my head. I don't know. I don't know. It just it was just in my head, and I just did what was in my head to take the cover off, put two holes in it, put the antenna from my TV set, and w- take the wire from the t- from the antenna, put it in, uh, on top of the on top of the record player cover, put the wires through the two holes, right? Put that over my head and hook the t- the wires to my head. That was the idea. That's what I did. And I remember standing in the mirror with this record player cover on my head with the antenna sticking up and the two wires trying to stick. I get think I stuck one in, in each ear. I'm looking at myself and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you crazy? That's when I said, what's going on with me? I thought I was crazy. And I, I and I destroyed. It, I remember I took everything and I I just threw it away, put it in the garbage. And as time went on, um, the the nightmares and the and that occurring dream went away. But then again, I'm gonna be honest with you. I would come home from work. I was working at Hirsch Rental Car. I would come home from work and I was I got tired of of having the nightmares and I got tired of scared. I was scared to go to sleep because thinking somebody's gonna break in my house. I would come home from work and I, I, before I go to bed, I would have a bottle of um, Thunderbird. I have a bottle of Thunderbird or White Irish Rose. Drunk, um, dumped that in my system and I'm off to dream dreamland. No, I have no nightmares, no current dreams. So that is in my book. And I didn't put two and two together until I moved. I moved to, wow, we're talking about. That was 78. I moved to the Bronx in 82. Uh, I got sober in 84. And after I got sober, the dream came back. It came back to me. It wasn't a current, but I had it. I had it a couple of times when I got sober. And then I started listening to this show late at night. I don't name, I forget the name of the show, but it was about UFOs. 
and they used to have um, uh, I forgot the name of the uh, the group that investigate abductions. So this is I called him up. I met the guy in the Bronx. We met in the Bronx up in Baychester and the, the mall. And I told him what I, I told him what I just told you. And he said something that's very interesting. He said, you know, it didn't have to be an alien. It could have been an angel that saved you and Morris and that snowstorm. I think about that. That was very interesting. That was a new twist on what, in my mind, I wanted to believe. But he said it could have been an angel that saved us that night. And believe me, I remember that night. That was a scary. We were in a snowdrift. There's no way we could have got out of that snowdrift. He said it could have been an angel. Not aliens. Now, I don't know if he believed I was abducted or not, but he wrote down my story. But he left it as, he left me with, it could have been an angel. So I gather maybe he didn't think I got abducted, but I put in my story anyway. And now I'm telling you the story to you. So it either was an ET or an angel. 